When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News team, assemble! It's time for the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistian, along with videographer Eddie Radosevich. It's the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com. All right, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com. As uh, I have spent most of my morning uh, railing against the entire staff. Gets everyone I work with in radio. Gets basically everybody that I know. Uh, because I just kind of decided to throw a tantrum today. I'm not apologizing for it. Well, you're not moving, so. What do you mean I'm not moving? Well, I had my bitch out session a couple weeks ago when I was moving. And today you had yours. I have a bladder infection. That's my excuse. That's, that's, it's accurate. And I almost passed out at practice yesterday. That's hot in the indoor. It sucks in the indoor. Man, that's terrible. The indoor you would, you is would like... think that it would be easier, like inside they'd have the air conditioning there's on. There's no air. Like, get some damn no ventilation flow. in there. I mean, you think... Look, this is not like a, a, a OU is not being responsible thing on the wake of the Maryland stuff, but like literally you walk into that thing and you can't breathe. Like, it was ridiculous. Wasn't the always the uh, the legend of the uh, indoor right when they built it that it could, it they could, could produce? Yeah, they could produce <laughs> weather inside. I honestly believe that for yeah, a long well, it had time. Those gi- it has these giant pipes running up in the ceiling. Oh, is the that ceiling. what made everything? And so everybody, everybody think looked that? at that and they were like, oh, that's where the weather comes from. Yeah. Now, my glasses fogged up as soon as we walked in. Did they really? Yeah. It was awful in there. Like, I was, I was sweating very, very hard. Well, I hadn't really eaten in three days. And I didn't know what I had. I was just kind of taking Dayquil and NyQuil. And uh, I think I'd had pineapple, a little cup of pineapple, and I ate some oatmeal that morning. And I thought, oh, this is going to get me through. This will give me some energy. And so after about seven minutes of talking to Lincoln Riley and then three minutes of talking to C.D. Lamb, I walked outside, and I've never had this happen before, where the, the volume of how I can hear... Was, it was like someone was turning it down. And I thought to myself, like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Like, all of a sudden, visions of fat guy on a gurney and an ambulance are in my head. And I'm like, don't let this happen. Don't let this happen. Don't let this. And so I, I leaned over a trash can. It probably stunk. I didn't care. I couldn't tell, you know, heads from tails. And I just remember taking as big a breath as I could. Like, don't pass out. Don't pass out. And so finally, the the hearing came back, and my head stopped feeling like a balloon. But then I was like, okay, go to the doctor. Find out what the hell's going on with you. And I'm not even getting into what it takes. Josh, we could bring Josh in well, you, on well, you this. you have to know about it? 
Josh, uh, whose wife is in the border on field. the TMI. Bordering. No, on I'm not going to talk about body parts at all. Josh, join us, please. While Josh is joining us, I will say Tiffany Bird probably would have given you mouth to mouth if you needed it. My luck, it would have been Benny Wiley. I, that you I'd, would welcome that. I'd let that happen. <laughs> like, I hope I get stronger out of this, Mister Mister Wiley. Like Josh, do you, can. Have you and your wife talked about all the the required steps it takes to pee into a cup these days? No, we have not had that conversation. It we is have, legitimately we have a lot of conversation about blood draws. Like you might as well. It's like 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 Karen Silkwood. It's like you might as well be wearing a hazmat suit to pee into that cup. You have to take an alcohol swab to all your junk. And you can't let certain things touch certain things. I wonder why. Wow. I don't no, know. No, I have not heard it's, that. It's I, a, I, will, I will bring that up and see if I can come up with some answers for why that is actually happening. I would have given him. Like, there's a cause or a belief. Should have given him two samples. I was almost as successful. I was. I was. I could say. I think you could be more successful at those ring tosses at the Texas State Fair around those glass uh, tubes or whatever. As it is successfully peeing in a cup for the first time, it was awful. But yeah, ends up bladder infection. Now I'm about to die. That sucks. Didn't want to do the podcast, but here we are. The people have won again. I think Eddie won again. Unfortunately, Eddie and I have had some battles over podcast. I just like doing them. I like giving them the people what they want. <laughs> It's what you're good at. Well, because Eddie's just such a man of the people. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That, that's clear. Exactly. He's a man of certain types of people. <laughs> exactly. Eddie, He's the first Eddie to crap on, on people that are not a part of him. Yeah. Exactly. I like all races. Well, nobody said anything about race. I'm just throwing that wow. out there. <laughs> that sounded defensive. That sounded <laughs> like, hey, hang on a second. The only people that say that are people that don't like all races. Is that what you're saying? No, I exactly. I, I was thinking no. like you know the poor's. You oh, like I don't like poor people. Don't no. be poor. Yeah, no. but I kind of am. So I'm I'm I don't like poor's, but I am part of probably poor technically. So that on the uh, national average, yeah. So that that doesn't work out to my favor, I guess. We got to go to practice this morning though, and how about that? Full 17 minutes of action. It was less than that. It was... It was 9.28 when they kicked us out. Today was probably the worst morning that you could pick to drive around Norman, America, specifically uh, south of Lindsay Street because it was a freshman move-in move day. day. So uh, it was not the best, but it wasn't... I it wasn't terrible. It's been worse. Before. Yeah, it has been worse. I mean, the light was out. Like, at the, least the, the band... The, bottom, the bar was set so low by Pete Morris that... Uh, that we will never go back to the depths of hell like that again. I think there's there's been a time when there was actually move-in day with the band rehearsing in the same Lloyd Noble parking lot. It's it's just it's always a circus every year. So anyway, we last two days we have had practice access. Uh, Lincoln Riley had a chance to talk about his quarterback battle and what's going on there. And uh, here's a little bit of that.
thinking, last time you named a starting quarterback was 2015. You named Baker 12 days out. That would be Monday. Are you on any kind of similar timeline, or do you have a timeline? No, still no timeline. I, I haven't seen, you know, a ton of separation. I mean, they're both playing well today. They, they, they both had a couple of the best days that they've had. So they, and they've been both been trending well here kind of as of late. And the last four or five practices have been probably both of their best. Um, Yes, they're taking advantage of it. We're not repping the, the threes and fours quite as much anymore. You know, really starting to just, we were already giving those guys a pretty good chunk of the reps, but even going more now. So, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of see how it goes. You know, eventually, you know, you're going to get to game week and have to do something by then. I mean, we'll certainly do something before the first game. But other than that, I think we're going to let it play out. We're getting a bunch of reps, and we'll see how it goes. So, I mean, that to me is interesting. I mean, look, this is the last week of camp. I mean, I don't think we've really mentioned that. I mean, yeah. because classes start next week, yep. and they go back to Monday, Wednesday, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, game week preparation schedule practices. We are literally two weeks out. Yes. Starting on Monday. And then Saturday will be their days. last major scrimmage. It will, yeah, and I, I talked to Mike Stoops today, and, you know, he's talking about just the fact that they, they have so many guys out there in these scrimmages that uh, they won't really start really limiting guys on – on snaps and stuff like that for the third and four string guys until the start of practice when they move it to the evening on Monday. But on the reverse side of that, I thought it was interesting that Lincoln Riley said they've already started kind of doing that with the quarterbacks, uh, Kyler Murray and Austin Kendall. And well, it also goes, I mean, and it goes to show you how close that battle really is. If they're yeah. going to, if they're going to say, okay, everybody else out of the way, let these two decide. I think that they name a starter by next Wednesday. I'm going to say they'll do it on Sunday, and then we'll find out find about it on, on Monday. Monday. Start leaking out on Sunday. and then Because I think you want to have your starter I thought the ready to go two weeks Yeah, out. the comment about we're going to look at everything after Saturday's scrimmage, and then the fact that Eric Bailey brought it up from the Tulsa World that he named Mayfield the starter 12 days out. I think they – I guess what I'm trying to say is they want that week next week to go through knowing who their number one quarterback yeah, is. Because then you get into game week, right? Yeah, I'm definitely ready to write someone was named the starter Monday night. Ready to write that story. Get it over with. Yep. Although I wonder if the... the Well, I'll tell you what. Here's one thing we put to bed. Would Lincoln Riley play two quarterbacks? You tell me. My answer is absolutely not. You tell me if you think I'm... If you're on the same page after you listen to this. Lincoln, you mentioned uh, quarterback centers being sort of interchangeable right now. Is there a scenario in which you would play two quarterbacks in uh, the early start of the season? Yeah, if one got hurt. <laughs> um, Uncomfortable. Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't say absolutely not and absolutely yes. I mean, I, I think you just got to be ready to adjust. I do feel like we have two guys that can go help us win games at both positions. So uh, is it possible? Uh Sure, it's possible, um, but is it is it likely? Or are we more likely to settle in on one guy at each one? I would say that's probably more likely. Any way that he plays, more than one quarterback? No, I don't no. think so. No, and I don't know if it's a bad sign or a sign at all, but Austin Kendall not letting himself be available to the media. I think that's a good sign, actually. Do you? I, I love it. <laughs> I love you that he just was like, right? I am here for that. I love the fact that he was just like, nah, 
I'm not talking I the think, media. I think Austin Kendall is salty. Is that his power play? Yeah, because the media has just... It, it is. The entire time, they have just assumed that Kyler Murray is going to be the starting and it's, quarterback. It's really uncomfortable. Like, even on Monday at... Uh, or not Monday, but yesterday at uh, post-practice, you have... I mean, George Schroeder, great writer for the USA Today. He's there doing a story on Kyler Murray. Uh, Joel Anderson from ESPN.com was there yesterday. He's doing a story on on Kyler Murray and his and his father Kevin. It, yeah. It's very uncomfortable almost because even uh, oh there was another example of it that uh, I like even all these preseason publications and stuff Phil Steele or uh, you know any type of preseason magazine it's always Kyler Murray taking over for Baker Mayfield and I I think we've yeah. all been on the same page as well I mean I I and even I would still say right now that it's gonna be Baker I mean uh, Kyler Murray but. It is kind of uncomfortable, and I, I, I didn't really think about it like that, but I could definitely see this just being kind of a middle finger to uh, the media, and I kind of appreciate it. Maybe, or maybe Austin Kendall's just a big Fox News guy. Maybe he's a fake news guy. <laughs> and I think he's. A, I, I think Austin gave Mike Houck a statement to say, like it's still. He gave him a statement. Still competition. That's even still working hard. Just tell them what I'm doing. That's even better. I might start campaigning for Austin Kendall to be the starting quarterback. And then to never do any media throughout the year? That would be awesome. If he just sent out if he sent out his own press releases on Austin Kendall letterhead. Uh I we were talking about this the other day. Like quarterbacks, like we were so spoiled with Baker Mayfield. In terms of the media. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks generally aren't great with the media. They don't like the media. They're yeah. not eloquent. They don't they're the, they're the, give you a lot. Yeah. It, I'm trying to think. I mean, Trevor Knight was okay. He would never give a lot, but he would at least stand there and oh, answer yeah. every question. Yeah. About God. Well, he was bfj and uh, Landry Jones, never bfj and but he would give you half-ass answers. Sam didn't usually talk a whole lot. Blake Bell was okay. Oh, after Sam got hurt in 09, he he wasn't doing any more media ever. He shut it down. And once Blake Bell was a tight end, he was tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I also think, though, that back then, that was in such a Josh Heupel, don't say shit mode that, I mean, Lincoln will at least let you live a little bit, I think. I don't think that they have any type of rules as far as things that you can and can't say. I mean, obviously they're not going to descript every play to you, but you know, like I think you got to earn Heupel, that with Lincoln. Hypo put him on a leash. Where are you doing what oh, the, yeah. the parents talking? Oh yeah. Yeah, when Austin when uh, Trevor Knight hurt his knee against West Virginia. Right. I mean, for somebody, maybe it was Cursey. It, it was Cursey. Uh got a hold of his mom like on Facebook and boy, all hell broke loose. Cuz she she acknowledged that he had some type of a knee injury. So I look, I it's it's you're gonna win the job or you're gonna win the job. I don't think there's any there's there's no gray area. They're gonna name a starting quarterback Monday. I don't know Monday, but if it is Monday Do we have a press conference on Monday? Or will that wait <laughs> no, until next we week? We haven't got no. an official schedule yet for next week, but I don't think we'll have one. It wouldn't make sense to have it two weeks two out, weeks but before. it would for the very the week before the game. And I don't, I don't. There's no way that they go through next week without having names a starting quarterback, in my opinion. The question is, will Sooner Sports want to make it their own deal? I put it out there yesterday. I think that they should reveal it 
through a gender reveal like that doesn't situation. make any sense though i mean who's Why? gonna be a girl and who's gonna be a boy well, one it'd be numbers one will be number one and a one will be number ten full like of a balloon yeah and a balloon full of tens yeah exactly but that'd be confusing because there's ones and everyone would see a one and they'd just be like Kyler Murray. i didn't say how they need to execute it i said it'd be a good idea somebody would just screw it up like all those ones probably drop some the ball dude wouldn't swing the bat and it hit some lady playing catcher in the face. Oh, you doesn't need that on their social sure that's media happened channels. before. Something hit a lady while she was playing catcher in the face. Okay. Um, so, quarterbacks, yes. Uh, centers, Lincoln Riley says that that actually is the best competition at camp. How's the competition going at center? A very interesting that's situation. Good. Yeah, that's good. That's the best competition out there. Um, and they're, they're two really good players. You know, it's uh, it's going to be tough. That one is, is going to be really tough because they're both talented enough. You know, they're both skilled enough. Uh, you got two players where Creed Humphrey is probably the most talented of the group, and obviously Alvarez is the most experienced, uh, having played all the games that he has and all the snaps he's had around here. So it's a pretty interesting dynamic. But... You could tell each one has really kind of worked hard on their weaknesses, you know, I think, or, or maybe their weaknesses within this competition. Alvarez has really transformed his body physically. He's, you know, the best shape he has ever been in. And then Creed has really done a ton of work mentally, you know, and has really made up a lot of ground there. So it's uh, the good thing right now is, we, you know, you don't see a big difference. We tend to move it pretty decent with both of them in there. They're doing a good job snapping, doing a good job calling it. Um, it's a heck of a battle. Closest competition in camp. That's interesting. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think Creed's going to win it, but I definitely can live in a world where Jonathan Alvarez ends up being the guy. If he is as physical as Riley is saying now, because he wasn't that guy a couple years ago. Oh, Jonathan Alvarez. Yeah, he yeah. was just getting bullied. Yeah. If he's a different guy because of what Benny Wiley has brought to the table, then you can accept it just a little bit more. Ty Darlington kind of went through that. In his career. Yeah. Gabe Eichard went through that in his career. For sure. The thing with Creed, and, you know, I, it's very, it's a very minimal thing, and I'm sure he's figured it out, but the only time I saw him play center in, in high school, he had a real problem snapping the football. And I'm sure that that's not a problem anymore because it was, shit, it was two years ago. But, I mean, I, I, it, those are little things that you never really think about. Were you really running a lot of shotgun, though, in high school? Were they... Yeah, they were running. I mean, every Exclusively. Play, they, they weren't running anything under center. Hmm. But that was a little different. I mean, it was definitely two years ago, obviously. So uh, I I don't know. I I don't know. I, I didn't think that we would be sitting here in mid-August thinking that Jonathan Alvarez was going to be the guy. But unless they're just straight up lying to us, it sounds like it really is a competition. By the way, I know people got kind of freaked out about the whole – Offensive line didn't look that great in, in the scrimmage or whatever. Dude, Bill Beatonbow is nowhere near that offensive line that lost to Texas that year when when Derek Farniok was a starter and Josiah St. John was a starter. That was a mishmash of players. I mean, he has legitimate off. He is going to figure this out. I have no doubts. Yeah, if there's one position coach that probably shouldn't be uh, questioned right now and what he needs to do, it's probably Bill Beatonbow. Yeah. I, I would feel completely – I mean, honestly, I I think I'd be more worried about the tackle position than I would center 
or anything inside in the interior. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a little discouraging we didn't get Bill Biedenboe on Wednesday because as much as Riley gives good insight, Bill is just someone who doesn't mince his word. He'd give you the nuts and bolts. Yeah. He really would. And yeah. So that was a little disappointing. Josh, where do you where are you at on the center position? Well, I, I think we know I'm Team Carey's kid. Um, Stop I, it. I, I'm definitely with Creed. And my question is, if it's close, what is the rationale for going with Alvarez? I, I, I understand an experienced player like last year would have made a lot of difference. Got to go second week to Ohio State. There's not that early road game where you think, oh, man, it's really going to help us if we've got a veteran center to deal with the noise and all the other stuff. Like, what? I don't understand if it's even pretty close and you might have Alvarez just a nose ahead. I don't really understand why you go in that direction rather than getting Humphrey the experience that he needs and starting to build, you know, your, the future of your offensive line around your center. That's just not the way in college, though. And it's never really been the way at Oklahoma. It's like if a guy puts in the time. I mean, he redshirted last exactly. year. Exactly. Sort of. He you know, earned this right. Yeah, I, I think if it is close, he gets the nod just because of all that stuff. And because Creed does have four years you know, remaining. And probably because. It's probably because I'm a recruiting guy. I always look forward. I can't. Oh, no, you're just a heartless can, bastard. The, the now is sometimes falls behind. You know, I, I, I do think it's interesting to point out that. And this was something we talked to Jonathan Alvarez about was the center is responsible for so much more than just snapping the ball as far as, uh, you know, calling out the alignment of the defense and recognizing everything up front. And I could see that being something that a young guy really struggles with, especially early. You get into situations, you know, and it might be different in conference play once you get more comfortable, but throwing them out there early. And I, I that's not to say that Creed has struggled with that, but... I think that that could be something that would keep a young guy off the field, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like we said, we don't we don't know. Um, it it might be that the experience that Alvarez has, you know, could could help them a lot more in the run game, just because he's not going to mess up calls. Yeah. Uh, by the way, one of the other things from the scrimmage was Lincoln Riley talking about who the standouts were. Yeah, there's some guys doing a good th- job. Uh, Delaire and Turner Yell, you know, stood out. You know, he's he's done a really nice job of tackling. You know, very physical kid uh, for his position and for his age. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is really, I thought, had a really nice scrimmage, starting to grow up uh, and really play well. Uh, I thought our backers as a whole played well. Kenneth, you know, Caleb, uh, Curtis, those guys, Deshaun White, all doing some really nice things. Miguel Edwards had a really nice play in the secondary. Uh, continues to improve from from coming in midterm. Uh, and offensively, Kennedy Brooks had a really nice, really nice scrimmage. Uh, really did some good things uh, in all three different phases for the backs. So uh, those are the guys off the top of my head that really stood out. See, I mean, I I say don't sleep on Kennedy Brooks for that third running back spot. He was really good in the spring game. Jay Bulware seems to be really be talking up Marcellus Sutton, doesn't he, Bob? He's talking up. Everybody, but yeah, the, the, oh, so it's an equal opportunity. But thing. it is like with Sutton, it's about how much he has matured on and off the field, and because of that maturation process, he's a much different player. Right, that he's going to be so much more Im- improved compared to who he was last season. I'm glad I don't have to figure out how they're going to split up carries back there because you have you know all those guys, and then we haven't even talked about T.J. Pledger back there. Yeah, and in reality, I mean. Now I think he's a guy that you 
You don't start out playing. You see how it goes, and then start working them in late and and try and do the four game, yeah, deal with him. Uh, speaking of the now four- running backs, I'll say this. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Running backs to me, Josh. Tell me if you agree with this. They're the one guys that you can put them in the game and know almost immediately. Okay, this guy's ready to play or he's not ready to play. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I think that is without a doubt because it's it's the easiest position to mentally grasp. I mean, there's. I mean, not, I'm not saying there's not things you have to learn, but the bottom line is, can you be productive when we put the ball in your hands? And the guys who can, they can. The guys who aren't ready, they're not ready. I mean, it usually shows. That, and then you get an anomaly like the Rodney Anderson, which we talked about over and over again. That last year, he didn't look like he had any business with the ball in his hands. And then by the end of the season, might have been the best running back in college football. So, I mean, there is there's a lot of stuff to think Well, You know, so I, I think there's no question. I think that is the position where you can kind of get away with being a little young, being a little green, and I, I agree with you. I think you see what happens with Rodney Anderson, what happens with Sutton, what happens with Sermon. And if those three take off, then, you know, you work pleasure in four times, then he gets his red shirt, you know, whatever. But I, I, he's a talented enough guy that if one of those guys isn't doing what he needs to do, and, you know, you kind of look at Sutton because they kind of have a similar skill set, similar size, that kind of thing. If Sutton's not getting it done, there's every reason in the world to believe T.J. Pledger can step in and help. My only problem with Sutton is he just doesn't seem to have a lot behind his pads. Eddie's phone keeps he, going off. Well, stop messing with it. And there's more likely to be injuries with running backs. So the where T, I think T.J. will get a, a shot to show what he uh, what he can do. I'm not worried about that. Uh, okay, let's talk quickly about uh, new rivals rankings that came out. Uh, Theo Weiss moves up to the number two player in the country. Sooners gained two five stars. I think all of us were probably, I don't know, were we all most surprised by Trajan, Trajan Bridges being in, in, involved in that? I didn't think they'd make that big of a leap. I knew he'd make he'd go up, but he was like in the 60s. I thought maybe go up to 40 or something around there because he's just killed it especially at rivals events at the adidas camp and at the five-star challenge but i I didn't know it would be enough to vault him into that top 25 that five that five-star spot deserve not deserve maybe josh went to sell hell i i thought there was a little beep like he's he's off probably talking to his wife during the podcast. Yeah, because I think we all expected Spencer Rattler to make the jump, and he did num- to number 21, now the number one ranked quarterback in the entire country and a five-star. But to add Bridges with it, th- that was a nice little Tuesday. I think a lot of people were hoping Woody Washington would make a bump. He had a little bit of a fall. Uh, but really, I-, I think if you're upset about that, look at Stacey Wilkins' numbers, right? Yeah, and-, and that's what we tried to say a lot on the message board Tuesday- on Tuesday and Wednesday if you weren't at the five-star or if you weren't at the opening, what did you really expect to happen? Because nothing has changed at all from that last ranking. This is sort of based off all-star competitions, how guys reacted, how they played, how they tested, things of that nature. And there were some guys who stood out more than others. So they make the leap. They they get the bump. That doesn't mean like 
uh, R.J. Henderson and Woody fall in seven or nine spots means that now they're not playing as well. It just means they're going to have to show it during their senior season compared to what these guys were able to show during the summer to now put themselves in that position. Uh, I'm going to do something real quick here. Got to dial up Josh again. He says that he hung up. Well, let him explain this. We'll let him explain. (laughs) Okay, you have to. We're live still on the pod. We haven't changed a thing. You have to explain what happened. Yeah, uh, so for those who haven't clearly picked up on the noise whenever Josh talks, uh, I am currently on the road. Not to fear, not no distracted driving. We've got headphones in, or a headphone in. Uh, Safety first for Josh. But I went to unmute myself to respond to something Bob had said, and the hit a little bump in the road. Instead of hitting the unmute, I hit the hang-up button, so I just fell out completely. Sounds more like a rivalry brewing between Josh and Bob to me. Yeah, Bob, Bob was getting awfully lippy. You know, that's Bob prone to do. You can't problem. shut him up. You can only yeah, hope how, to contain him. How messed up would that be if Josh was just driving to Oklahoma City to kill all three of us? He can try. <laughs> were, were you going to say well, something I mean, about Bridges? Yeah, we were asking you what you changed the subject. We were asking your thoughts on Bridges' uh, rise up to a five star. Yeah, and and I agree completely with Bob. I kind of had him. I thought he'd probably fall mid forties, maybe forty two, somewhere in that ballpark. I thought he'd definitely move up, um, but I didn't see him making that big of a leap. Um, and you, you know, you just kind of look at it. You add in the Spencer Rattler move, which I think we all did expect. We'll get into that, but with Bridges. Like Bob said, we saw him three different times this spring and summer, uh, and at both Rivals events, he he was the best wide receiver on the field that day. So at some point, there had to be a reaction from Rivals. And what's interesting is because there were no Rivals people that day at Nike when he really didn't have a great day, it's almost as though that kind of got to slide by the wayside, and you know he, he was just judged on his Rivals work, and if you did it just on that, then that's a conversation to be had. He really was dominant against uh, a really, really good group of receivers, obviously led by Theo Weiss. And that's the thing is, like, Rattler and Trajan Bridges get their five stars. Theo Weiss has a chance to be the number one player in the country. And, and the guy that is wild. And the guy that is ahead of him is a guy that he dominated in Lansing in one-on-ones. What did you guys think of his comment? Somebody asked me about it, and I kind of tried to be nice. I don't want to burn the kid down, but he, he made some comment about he thought he held his own with Theo, and I, and I can kind of see what he's saying, but the bottom line is if I'm holding my own, I need to win a few reps, and he, the only rep he won against Theo, Theo dropped the ball. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. The other thing about Theo is you know he moves up to number two, I think he almost got to feel fortunate because, remember, he had the one-on-ones. He did so well, but then the team stuff happened. He basically gave up, started playing defense. Because he did what he set out to do. Yeah, I guess so. That's I think he, he had one for. objective. He wanted to go beat Stingley and he did. often, and once he did that, I, I, I agree with Bob completely. I think he, he'd done the one thing he came there to do, and that was, and that was enough for him. So, I mean, there's no question. I mean, even – you could tell even in drills, Theo wasn't that engaged. Like, cause, I mean, he was standing there by us, and he wanted Eddie to get that shot of him doing their, 
their new uh, handshake they've been working on, and then he was starting to act like he was going to play some defense. And you know, I mean, so I mean, part of that is just Theo. Theo's he likes to you know have fun, and he's kind of a goofy kid. But um, I don't think he was quite as engaged as I've seen him in some other settings. Uh, and and your thoughts on on anything else that happened either in the one hundred or the two fifty, Josh? Well, I mean, obviously the Rattler move up was, was just deserved. It was time for that to happen. Um, he's a guy, actually, you know, for those listening, I'm going to, I've actually booked my travel. I'm going to go see him in a couple months. Uh, finally get a chance to, with our, our remake from our second attempt from last year when Hurricane Harvey literally kept me from seeing Spencer Rattler. Um, going to go see him. Really anxious because, I, like I said, I mean, he's a guy that when you watch him spin it, he's just, He's so confident in everything he does. I, you hate to get into that comparison, and I know we've talked about it on the pod with some of the things OU has said through social media, but you can't watch him and not see a little bit of Baker Mayfield. There's some stuff in there that's real similar, and you don't want to make that comparison because that's just a lot to lay at his feet. But he's, he's a special kid. He's a special talent. I think Oklahoma's going to have a real hard time keeping him off the field if Kyler Murray is – is not the quarterback next year. Uh, the only other thing that really sticks out to me is Marcus Strip, uh, not Marcus Stripling, uh, Stacy Wilkins moving up to number 56 in the country, like a 130 spot move. And I think really, you know, we all saw him in Atlanta, and I thought he was good. I think Rivals has just bought into his upside, which is just humongous. I mean, he's a, if he can become everything his skills say he can be, that's, you know, another first-round draft pick along the offensive line for Oklahoma. I mean, he's that gifted. He's just got to push himself to be that guy. And when I went out and saw him for his announcement, I talked to his coach. Uh, we've run that interview. He, His coach really acted like over the last year to 18 months, Stacy had really started to buy in to what he needed to do to be a great player. I, don't, I get the impression on Rattler, like just looking at him and watching him. Like he looks like a guy. And I know he plays basketball, but you know, with the seven-on-seven seven stuff now, like you just look at him. I see a guy that really hasn't been in the weight room very much. Like he looks, you know, he doesn't have really defined muscles. He's a pretty skinny guy. I mean, I can't imagine once he gets to college and gets in a real weight program. Maybe that's something he'll start focusing on his senior year, since he said he's given up basketball, but. I just, I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about him that really stands out is I just see a, a kind of a blank canvas with that kid still. And I think some of that, Kerry, goes into we're, being from Oklahoma, me living in Texas. I mean, we're around huge high school programs. We go to Jinx, Union, uh, Allen. You know, we see all these places that they have you know, coaches that all they do, I mean, they're paid by the school system, and all they do is train these kids on weights. I mean, like, and it's just, it's unbelievable that there's that kind of infrastructure there. But in places like California, you know, Arizona, a lot of these other places where football isn't just the way of life, yeah. it's not structured like that. And I know you know that, but it's just one of those things where I think people sometimes will say, oh, you know, I don't know if he's putting the work in. or he's... No, it's just not there for him to do it like that. So if you put him at Allen or somewhere like that, he would look very, very different physically. Did you guys start? Have you watched any of that QB one stuff? Now it's on Netflix. It's got not, like Jake yeah. Fromm and Tate Martell. Tate Martell. Oh, no, I didn't even know about it. Tate Martell's in it, huh? Oh yeah, your favorite guy. <laughs> and uh, I, I've only hey, gotten a few. On the 
I've got only gotten a few episodes I wish in. His sister was in it. Uh, but I think she is a little bit. Is she? Yeah. The Martell family is is a very Walt. social family. They're yeah. lo- they're in Las Vegas. I mean, kind of get comes with the territory. Imagine what a rich white family in Las Vegas what their you know house right. parties are like. Send their kid to Bishop Gorman for sure. I can imagine too. Yeah. But I mean, like Jake Fromm, like he's really impressive. Like is that he? kid. Well, I thought he was pretty impressive when and the limited, very very limited experiences that we had with him out in Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I mean Georgia, uh, Los Angeles. I can't see the Fields kid going in there and beating him out. Justin Fields, good. I, th- I always thought that baseball was going to be his future, though. He has a little bit of Kyler Murray in him. No, but I would I would definitely recommend that. That's that's a pretty. And the other kids going to like uh, Georgia Tech or no? It's uh um. Uh, uh, Wake Forest, I think. Yeah, Bowers, I think, is the kid. Anyway, uh, guys, uh, any anything else you guys want to hit on in, in terms of uh, you know offense or defense that's kind of stood out to you the last couple of days? I mean, it just it, it seems like that. I I thought the Delarin De, is it, it's Deller De, no. is it Delarin the the Delarian. Delarian. That's how Josh says it. Well, no. I'm not going to call him that. Lincoln he said... He'll be Turner Yell from now on. They call it DeLorean and then just kind of change it around a little bit. That's the only way I can ever get it right. I'm going to call him either Turner Yell or DTY. I haven't decided That's, yet. That's... Yes. DTY is what like everybody DTY. seems to... Yeah. I have been a little surprised just how much he's been talked about at the safety position. I mean, I guess that... We're so and they used keep to talking guys, about him, yeah. We're right. so used to guys growing into that position, and, and it's kind of like a... Almost like a situation that... You have to be an older guy, but maybe that's just because Stephen Parker and those guys were around for so long. Uh, but he, he's interesting, and Justin Broyles has been interesting. Those have been two of the more interesting parts of the safety position. And then, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting that Lincoln Riley threw it out yesterday that uh, Khalil Hofton has been playing some of the best ball that he's played since he's been in Norman is, I think, the the exact quote that Riley said. Lose it said. or lose it. Yeah, I was talking with Kerry Cooks about Houghton today, and he said Khalil could have been this guy two years ago because nothing's really changed except with his mental makeup. He had all this talent in the world the last couple years and just didn't put it together. He's proud that he's finally doing it now, but he's sort of wondering, like, man, is it too late? You could have done this two two years ago. And and that's another thing that I asked, you know, is it the Jordan Parker switching, Buki coming? How much did that finally push him to try to figure it out. And Cooks thought that was a pretty big part of what's happened with him throughout the spring and summer. Well, it's competition. Like, we, you know, they, that's what they've been preaching since camp started. So, uh, I, it's it's kind of brought the best out in everybody. I, I did kind of notice today while I was out there uh, some interesting things. By the way, uh, Josh, you'd be happy to know I've uh, exceeded our quota of Ryan Jones photos. We finally have a boat, boatload of those. Um. But I did notice, kind of, as they were going through drills, you know, they had like first team, second team. Like Kish was running with middle linebackers. It was it was Kenneth Murray, Caleb Kelly, you right. know, running through drills together. So, um, you know, all this talk about this and that. I look. I don't think there's any way that Caleb Kelly does not win the starting job because his upside is just too ridiculous. Now, to me, it's kind of like Kyler Murray in quarterback. Like you could say that seniority or whatever doesn't matter but like 
what I think is most likely, even though I'm not saying the coaches will do it this way, but I think what is most likely is Kyler Murray's named the starter. If he doesn't get it done, then they let Austin Kendall have a try. Yeah. And I think the same thing with Caleb Kelly. Oh, yeah. They let him be the starter, weak side linebacker. If he doesn't get it done, they give Curtis Bolton a try. And they're finally at a point where they can do something like yeah. that because of the depth, because of the competition, and not where you have to just roll with someone for six, seven, eight games because no one behind him can possibly take his spot. Because I think you'll see that at safety, too, with Parker and Houghton, Barnes and Broyles. It's going to be, you're the guy for now, yeah. and you have to prove it every, and they haven't been every able to do that game. in a right. long time. But, you you know, you'd like to be starting off with a little bit better. I mean, is Florida Atlantic going to be a tougher game than UCLA? Mm, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in between on that. I, I think that it's going to be really tough for Florida Atlantic to follow up what they did a year ago. Just kind of not being the, I guess, not being the quote-unquote hunted this year, because I wouldn't necessarily put them in that group of teams, but it seems like it'll be tougher to do, don't you think? I don't know if they can do it for all four quarters. I think they'll have some moments. You know what is scary about that game is go back to that game against Houston. Now, Mm -hmm. you're playing this at home. You're playing that down in Houston. But Houston, Tom Herman, spent his entire offseason – Gearing up for Oklahoma. That game, He yeah. destroyed his entire season destroyed for Destroyed his team to win that game and build his name. <laughs> to like, get the Texas job. Until, until he got the Texas job. What an yeah, asshole. to get the Texas yeah. job. Uh, is Lane Kiffin willing to do the same thing? Is he killing his players in camp right now, trying to get them at their peak to start the season, not caring how the rest of it's going to, how, how much he's going to decimate his team? Oh, I definitely think he would. Or mm. would try. I think there's going to be a lot of trick plays. That's what I That's what I think they're really working on. Stuff that you just will will not see coming. That would be interesting. I haven't hadn't really thought about it that way, to be honest. What's the line at right now? I think like twenty and a half. Last I saw, I haven't even seen lines. I, I mean, it was you're 20, the degenerate, so you got it was twenty one. Right, I, I know that it's twenty and a half. Okay, <laughs> did, did it move from twenty one? Yeah, that's I think where it opened it was. at twenty one or something like that, and it's around twenty and a half. I. I haven't even seen any notes out of Florida Atlantic. I mean, is, does Chris Robinson have a, a real chance to start? I be honest with you, I don't know. I I I keep being told no, but no, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they don't have the same quarterback returning from a year ago, right? No, they, it's between Chris Robinson and uh, they have a guy that's coming back, like a I third think. or fourth year guy or something yeah. like that. Well, no, it's transfer kid, DeAndre Johnson. Uh, it's, yes, DeAndre Johnson, uh, right? Kid, the uh, last chance you, last chance you, uh, yeah, the yeah. punch guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Speaking of and last chance you, I finally got to watch it. They've got a, a, a grad transfer, I think. As well ah. competition. Yeah, and he he just announced that he was going to grad transfer too. It's kind of weird. It was like like a week ago or something. It's probably on a quarter. Yeah, or like somewhere. I think I, I think say it might have been right before fall camp started. Would be my my thought. Yeah, and would you really want Chris Robinson being your quarterback coming back to coming Oklahoma? Coming back here. Rafe Peavy is the uh, name of the uh, grad transfer. He's from Arkansas. Yep, that's right. He was, a big, he was actually a pretty big recruit for Arkansas at high school. He was a big deal. Um, no, I carry, I was thinking the same oh, thing. Oh, they got like, two. Nick Trunky as well. Do you think Lane Kiffin's like hoping that Robinson is not good enough to win that job, at least for week one? Because that's just, that's got to feel like a huge gamble to roll in with him as a starter in that scenario. 
Yeah, because I mean, look, it might it might play in your favor. He might be pissed off. He might play really hard, but he also might try too hard too. He might try and do things that you shouldn't be trying to do as a quarterback. Which is, you know, any freshman's kind of gonna do that. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I that's a t- that would be a tough spot to give a kid his first college official college start on the road at the school that he originally attended. Oh, you should like make sure that his crazy girlfriend is sitting like in the front row. You read my mind. I was like, <laughs> this is Lincoln gonna call him up and be like, "Hey, give him a ring. Give him a little pep talk right before the game." Surely they're not still together. Oh, I would. What if she's living with him in Florida? Yeah, she so. didn't follow him. By the way, if you don't know, uh, basically, having a crazy girlfriend is what led to Chris Robinson no longer being at Oklahoma. <laughs> is it, and that's all I was going to say his de- demise, but I we'll just settle with dismissal. <laughs> yes. Which I mean, hey, that's still to me that goes overlooked that Lincoln Riley dismissed his first scholarship quarterback when the second thing he did wasn't even anything that made, you know, a police report. Yeah. By the way, Sean Robinson's going to be really pissed off when TCU plays OU this year. Pissed off? Yeah. Why? Because remember, Lincoln uh, tried them both out that day. Oh, yeah. The satellite camps and then gave the offer to Robinson. I think he's good. I think he's a good player. Robinson? Sean Robinson, yeah. Yeah, but Sean's the one that committed first. I was talking to, uh, who was the guy from ESPN that was here yesterday? Joel Anderson. Joel Anderson. He's a TCU guy. Oh, really? He is not a Sean Robinson. Really? Yeah. I think he's a good quarterback. Am I crazy? The guy that is not going to be upset is Lincoln Riley. I, I mean, they I don't really. No, Robinson is not an accurate passer. Yeah. Right. Basically, all TC needs to do is is have a guy that can score three to four touchdowns a game, though, right? Like, I think they're defensively. They they lost uh, Blaylock yesterday, didn't they? Oh yeah, that was a yeah, big defensive loss. tackle, which is a big loss. But uh, I was talk. I played golf with some guys yesterday that have some buddies that are TCU fans, which you know, take it with a grain of salt. But they. I guess Gary Patterson's telling boosters down there that he thinks this could be his best defense they've ever had in Fort Worth. I mean, I don't put it past Gary Patterson to have a great defense. It'd be interesting. Because the, I mean, it's easy to say that when the offense is probably going to be as down as it's been in years. Yeah. They got Rager and Turpin, though. I mean, your top returning quarterback besides Will Greer is Kyle Kempt. Yeah. And then the Brewer kid at Baylor. Was it Michael Brewer? Michael Brewer, yeah. I don't even know. Who's Tech's quarterback? I have no idea. They're not go a return. Are they going to go with the young kids? Shimanick was their quarterback last year. Jet? Yeah, Jet Duffy. As long as he doesn't get yeah. arrested again. Yeah. He has a nice little rap sheet. By the way, Mahomes not exactly tearing it up in the NFL so far. Yeah, I've noticed that. He likes throwing picks at practice, it sounds like. Yeah, like a bunch. I... Have you guys been watching Hard Knocks? Oh, yeah. Good. I enjoy watching the edited version. Edited version? They Yeah, they, like HBO in the middle of the day. Like H, If you catch it on like HBO Family. Yeah? They they bleep out the curse words. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really... they, they do it. HBO Family That's they, a soft way of watching they it. They do it very creatively. Like when they say the effing word, it goes bleep, bleep. Like, so they want you so to you know, know that what it's it two is. syllables. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So they don't even have Greg Williams talking on it. He's just a, he's just a character. Actually, they, it's like a it silent gets, film. When it gets really bad, they it just goes silent. Yeah, they they just stop the audio completely. Greg Williams is absolutely he's one hundred percent gonna kill somebody. He would, he would, he could never coach in college. No, oh no. If he would, it'd be at Maryland. Though. He would get every. <laughs> he would get everybody fired. I'm surprised they haven't fired DJ Durkin. Remember when DJ Durkin was like, or maybe maybe it wasn't as as common as people or as as I thought it was, but wasn't DJ Durkin's name like a big name that people yes. wanted at Oklahoma for a long time? Well, he was. Was he at Minnesota before Maryland? What Michigan? Yeah, he was Michigan. Michigan. Okay, yeah, and he was just the name that was on the rise. You knew he yeah. was going to take a program to the next level, and then all all this happened. I, you know, well, he was at Florida for a long time, and I think this is the thing that's so impressive about about Lincoln Riley is that you know he's a new age guy. Sleazeballs coach with other sleazeballs, Josh. But Lincoln Riley does not. I mean, he's he can be hardline guy. Like we were in Frisco, he told me something. He said, I was asking about Benny Wiley and his relationship with the players. And he said, sometimes. You can't just yell at players all the time. He said, sometimes players want to know why you want them to do something. And you have to explain it to them in a way that's not just yelling at them. But trust me, Lincoln Riley or Benny Wiley is never going to make a guy eat a candy bar in front of his teammates as they're working out. All right, let me, pre- let me preface this before... Preface. preface. Let me preface this. What happened there is not funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> Making a guy eat a candy bar in front of his whole team. That's like, that's straight out of heavyweights. It's like full metal Is that metal the Fat jacket. Camp? Yes. Is that the Fat Camp movie? I, I love that movie. With, with Goldberg? Yes, before he started cool. drinking? By the way, did you see Goldberg last month or yeah, last man. week or whatever it was? Oh my God, he's I'm a still, crack whore now. I'm still shook about it. Yeah, they were hiding the candy and like in the in the yeah, bed in the, posts. In the floor and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and Ben Stiller is the. Uh, oh yes. Is the uh, the camp counselor? Camp counselor. Yeah. The dickhead camp. Okay, yeah. guys. I was watching dodgeball the other day, and heavyweights came into my mind. Is the is is White Goodman? Is that basically just a follow up <laughs> character to the heavyweight character? It really I is. Think it, I think it's almost because like. Even in heavy or in uh, dodgeball, he talks about a huge inheritance from his father. Like it, it's the same basic idea. I think it's as the heavyweights. I'm like, oh my god, it's a sequel. I think it's it's a combination of the heavyweights counselor and the uh, elderly home uh, attendant in uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. That's because uh... he's got the mustache from that. <laughs> You will shut up, uh, or I will make you shut up. <laughs> You're in my world now, Grandma. It's a great line. Uh, by the way, I'm going to go ahead and address this. Uh, we have some huge Ooh. stuff coming with the podcast. I'm just going to say it right now. We're getting ready to make a lot of people out in the world jealous. Uh, I'll, I'll. This is how much I'll tell you. We've been working day and night. Um really for about the last three weeks. And uh, our guy, Craig Parrish, who has uh, really helped me uh, get out there and kind of hit the pavement on uh, working with sponsors for the podcast, 
you guys have listened to it and made it such a huge podcast, and we hope you'll continue uh, to tell your friends if they don't know about it. But uh, we're getting ready, which you guys have asked for, to start producing a second podcast. Uh, it will feature mainly Eddie, myself, and Bob, and it will be uh, a post-game wrap-up podcast. I love how we had the thread where everyone wanted to tell us, like, this is what you should do. It's like, we, we kind of know what to do. I mean, you're going to do a podcast after a game? You're going to do a podcast midway through the week? You have two podcasts. So, But we couldn't do it without uh, the great sponsors that are getting ready to sponsor this podcast. So we'll tell you more about that. Uh, we will also... Next week? The next week thing? Next week, Maybe I think week we're after. going to get up game the week. link... Game week something. to our because po the post game podcast is going to be on a separate iTunes feed, mm -hmm. so we're going to want everybody to go and subscribe to that one because uh, you won't be able to get it just on this feed. You'll have to go and subscribe to another feed. Uh, it's just the way it works with iTunes, and, and and we'll we'll figure it out in the weeks to come as far as like eleven o'clock games. We should be able to record them after that the game. night. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. On Saturday night game probably a little bit tougher. It will uh, curtail Eddie and I's Saturday night drinking. A little bit. A lot more drinking. Will it? After game drinking. Actually. <laughs> Will it? Really? No, because we have a free supplier for that stuff now. Oh. I won't say who. So we'll be, we would, we would, we definitely will be drinking. I need to get a, uh, I need to figure out an Uber situation to downtown after, on Saturdays. It's about, Saturday night, it's about 25. It's not terrible. No. Don't drink and drive, park and sip. That's always my motto. Uh, but yeah, it's it's coming. So uh, we're really excited, really proud. Uh, been working on it hard. I know everybody's been like, just get some sponsors. Yeah, we've been working on it for a while. So it's coming. We'll tell you more about it next week. And uh, the Get Gear 99 promo, we blew it off. We blew the doors off that thing. Sooner fans, you guys killed it. I mean, no one else on the network signed up nearly close to as many people as we did. We know a lot of you guys wanted the new Jordan brand gear. Glad that we could do that for you. Uh, I also said this last week on the podcast, and somebody gave me crap. I know it's Fanatics. You know, that's who runs our Rivals fan shop. But it, the problem is, I lived in Tulsa when I was first starting my career, at working for Sooners Illustrated, and we had a big advertiser that was Fan Attic. I don't know if they're still around or not. Uh, so every time I try and say Fanatics, I say Fan Attic. So that's why I'm stupid. I didn't even notice it. I still don't. But you can't say words. So. Yeah, it just all blends together to me. So, um, next week, it's going to be on game week schedule. Um, I would say right now the plan is that the pod stays the same on Wednesdays. Uh, and uh, that way we'll get through Monday and Tuesday and get all the media out of the way. Be able to pod on Wednesday, and then Saturdays and Sundays, you will have a post-game podcast this year. And we will be traveling to all the games, so we'll all be there live to bring you the audio from the game, the locker room, and our insights, our wonderful insights. So, there you go. Should be well Very excited. What did you say? Huh? What did you say? Nothing. Did you just... Get an F word in there? No, no. I said I said it should be well sourced. It'll be, be everywhere. Okay, well sourced. <laughs> you know, like actually there. Yeah, you don't have to say it's sourced when you're there. Oh, all right. I understand your confusion though. Some people don't get that. Ah, it can be confusing for everybody. 
any last words before we get out of here, guys? I, I apologize the, for fighting you on a podcast today. Uh, as you can hear, my voice is just about gone. We almost did it, though. You're, we got through it. I, I would say the next time that we talk, there I did probably call you a will... bunch of wussies this morning. Or, or called you, what did I say, throwing a hissy. The next time we talk, I would say that there will be a uh, starting, starting quarterback. quarterback. Maybe a starting center. Emergency pod! I wonder how they... Uh, yeah, we might need to do that. So just prepare <laughs> for that. Uh, it it would be interesting if they like announce everything all at once. Maybe I can afford cough buttons one day. You remember? No, last, I think I think. Remember last year they did that show on Fox Sports. Is that how they did yeah. it? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember to do what? Oh, the 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 depth chart show. Yes. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Plank, the plank host. Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. and Toby might have been cool on there too. That. I'm cool with that if that's how they want to do it. I have not heard from Toby after I. Talked about his. I don't think he's mad at Palace me. on the Prairie. Yeah, that'd be really disappointing if he just stopped doing it. <laughs> he's not. I can tell you that you for sure. Think? No, not because of what I say. Maybe he already has the uh, copyright on it. I'm pretty good at pissing Toby off. I guess I've done that a lot over the years. I think I've. I think I have the ability to piss Toby off more than anyone on this planet. Because he's not easily jarred. Josh, uh, thank you for yell talking your way through the show today. Josh, did we ever say where Josh is headed? We have not said where Josh is headed. Would you, oh, yeah. Would yeah. you like to tell everybody? Uh, I guess for those that uh, there, there should be some purpose behind me just randomly driving. Uh, I'm actually headed up to Tulsa tonight. Going to see just about everybody in the northeast corner of the state over the next two days that I'd really want to see. Uh, Booker T, Jinx, Union, uh, Owasso, Broken Arrow. Um, going to see a couple of big Arkansas programs at Union tonight. Uh, even going to see Westmore and Santa Fe uh, as well tonight. So going to knock out a bunch of guys that I needed to see. So this just kind of ended up being a perfect trip. But, you know, as far as OU guys, uh, tonight seeing Andrew Rain, the 2020 offensive line offer. Uh, tomorrow night you can see JV and Hester. Uh, Dax Hill, obviously, that Oklahoma is still involved with to whatever degree. And a guy that I think everybody's maybe sleeping on just a little bit as far as maybe OU taking a look down the road is Thomas Grayson, the Booker T running back. Um, I I don't think anything big is happening with him right now, but Scoop should have some stuff on kind of some, some conversations that are still happening with him right now. Hmm. Interesting. And that should be it for me yelling. Really, I've heard myself several times. I'm like, "Wow, that was really loud." So, so my bad. Well, you're you're in your F950, and I'm sure the tire noise is just deafening. So I can understand why. No, no, I I am in a I'm in a rental car, uh, getting about 35 to the gallon. If I have to leave the Greater Houston area, I rent because it's cheaper to pay for the expense of the rental car than it is to pay for the gas in that damn truck. Way to shop smartly. That's what I do. Plus, we keep the miles down, good for resale. Josh is old, and these are the things he thinks about. What are you going to get at DW's when you cross the border? <laughs> I think he goes up through well, you know, through Durant, don't don't you? I think so. I'm going up through 75, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, going through 75? I, I don't know what the border yep. adult bookstores are on the Durant, Texas. 
couldn't tell you. I only go I up there know, once I or twice up, a year. I might hit up a casino, you know, whatever. They got some really so, good ones down there. I know a good one you yeah, can hit up. Exactly. I, I crossed my mind. So. Well, hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, go subscribe. Uh, if you're using an Apple iPhone, uh, iOS device, uh, go go subscribe on uh, iTunes. Uh, Google Play, you can get us on Stitcher or Google Play, the Google Play Store, uh, or uh, SoundCloud. Uh, I think most of our Google... Uh, Android device listeners are listening on SoundCloud now, and then SoundCloud for uh, iPhone as well. So, actually, if you if you subscribe, the reason I haven't explained this in a while, but if you subscribe, you will get the podcast faster than if you don't. So that's the that's the best reason I can give you for subscribing. And once again, thanks to everybody who signed up, uh, the hundreds who signed up for the new uh, annual subscription. We hope you enjoy your uh, Jordan brand gear or whatever that you decided to get. I don't know why you would not get Jordan brand gear, though, right now. Get a Baker jersey. I looked, and you couldn't get a Cleveland Browns jersey. I guess the rivals, because we're not in a, we don't have NFL sites, we don't carry NFL jerseys, which was kind of bogus. All right, so thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch back up with you guys next week, same time on this channel. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.